Yo, 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 what is good, everybody? Welcome to Mount Draftmore. The core four is in the war room, ready to draft yet again. I am Ben Jammin, and I am surrounded by the rest of the crew. Matt, how you doing? Oh, what is good? Yeah, Dylan, what's up? Hello. We got Dustin. Hey. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're back in the building. We're ready to serve you up another draft, another serving of the best teams you ever did hear from not really experts, but almost experts. Armchair experts. Yeah, Yeah, the armchair experts. Which basically means we're not experts. We have a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) I don't claim to be an expert. No. Will we share our opinions? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. We will justify why our team is the best. Period. All right, guys, how's it going? How you doing? Let's send it around. A little check in, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing good. I have some breaking news for you, Ooh. gentlemen. Oh. You are looking at the proud new owner of a Traeger smoker. Oh, what? oh my god! What? Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he got the Traeger. Yes. So I, uh, I'm so I put, proud of you. I got a little bit of that uh, holiday money I've been putting aside for a little yes. bit of time. Mm-hmm. Finally went to Costco, and I bought that bitch. Now, right. question is, what have you smoked on it yet? Nothing, because I have no place for it. So this <gasps> is just sitting at my parents' house. Oh, my <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yep. But I, I wanted to pounce on it now before yep. any risky business in the future. So that, that thing, when I have the space, <laughs> it's going to be glorious. It's going to be great. Shut up and take my money. Exactly. <laughs> did you get it at Costco? I did get it. I got the same one that you have. Yeah, nice. boy. Fist bump. That's awesome. Yes. So when we do future draft wars at the future war room, ex, uh, occasional excess location, there will be delicious food to be had. We all nice. three could bring our Traegers and it could be a smoke there. There'd be so much stuff going. We oh would need gosh. to have a bunch of people over yes. just to justify <laughs> cooking that much food. How yeah. much, how many people would that feed? I a mean, lot. we could feed an army. I mean, oh, I've, wow. I've cooked pork belly on mine and that could serve yep. up easily eight to 10 people. Easy. Wow. And yeah. Like 10 pounder. Like they're, they're heavy. Yeah. They're heavy. Dude, I'm about to get a brisket from Costco. Ooh. I saw that Costco oh. sell briskets. Yes. I was like, yes, I need yeah. to get one. Dylan, what's good with you? Okay. Y'all, brace yourselves. I got a bidet. A bidet. <laughs> you cleaning your asshole. Yeah. I feel so fresh, so damn fresh. So what happened was I found, Allison and I found water coming from under our toilet, and I freaked out because I was like, oh, shit, water damage. No. And I removed the toilet. It was just the wax seal. It was fine. Easy fix. But I was like, while I'm there, why not? Buy and install a bidet. Speaking of water. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's been really great. I can't recommend enough. No wonder you have a pep in your step. You're like walking around like, oh, yeah, it's a brand new day. <laughs> My ass is clean. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the savings. I mean, the, the thing pays for itself over time just because we're already using so much less toilet paper. It's amazing. It really is. It really is. I've heard a work study that your work productivity goes up with a cleaner butt. So there you go. Wait, does it actually No, or, okay. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I could advertise bidets. Hey, Dude. employers, you should install this. You'll have happy workers. And <laughs> Get that, Dustin. Wow. Dude, that's dope. So does it just hook up to the water line behind the toilet? Yeah, you can, and you can get different ones. I got, um, I forgot which one I got, but it just hooks up to no the water plug. line. 
Yeah, yeah no plug. <laughs> no plug. Sorry. Oh, it. It's yeah. the Lux 185. That's what I got. And uh, yes, there are others where you can hook up like a hot water tank to the wall and plug Ooh. it in and shit and then like have <laughs> a little hot and cold water like on your bum. But Damn, yeah. that's dope. That, that's, luxury. That's luxury. There are ones that like sing to you and give you a little massage. I saw that on Bob's Burgers, but I didn't think it was real. Hot <gasps> damn. Okay. Yeah. Dustin, what's up with you? Uh, well, I guess n- new products, all the things we're really happy about buying. Uh, I have this old TV, not a smart TV. It's a piece of shit. I've been watching <laughs> with my computer plugged in through a very short HDMI uh, cord. So I have to walk over to the TV anytime I need to turn it on and off. But that's all changed because I just brought a Roku streaming stick. Hell yeah. <laughs> Everyone <Yeah>. gets horns. <laughs> New product that we're all super excited. And I didn't even think about it. At first, I was just like, man, I got a remote. This is awesome. I could turn off my television without <laughs> having to get up. But all of a sudden, it was like, oh, there are these different, like, you know, real channels, NBC Sports and CBS and NFL Network. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I got my dad's login. NFL football instantly came in. Yep. 40 bucks. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's dope. Side note, when you say like crappy TV, do you mean like TV with wood grain on the side or do you mean? <laughs> no, okay. not that. Okay. Because <laughs> I saw one of them the other day and it brought me back. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I don't have any new products to talk about because I haven't bought anything Damn. new like recently. But... I did watch a new show called Demon Slayer. It's an anime that's Dope. been popping off. Nice. Goes hard. I guess it came out. I guess the first season maybe came out a year, a little over a year ago. They released a movie in Japan and it broke a bunch of records. They Ooh. released it during COVID and it broke a ton of records, including the highest grossing film in Damn. Japanese history, Damn. surpassing Spirited Away. That's what? insane. So this must Damn. be really yeah, good. Yeah. So I'm waiting for this movie to come out over here because it's only come out over there. But so that's what's that's what's cracking with me. Dope. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this draft. Today we are drafting national landmarks and monuments. Yep, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. You know it. Oh, yeah. I said that with kind of a question because we got caught up on the actual text of it. Dustin, you have a definition for us, or do you have that handy? Yeah, I can pull that up right now. Uh, when I first heard it, I was just thinking, like, okay, historic sites, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you know, thinking pretty broadly. Then I looked it up on Merriam-Webster, and it could be a structure such as a building of unusual historic and usually aesthetic interests. There's also objects such as stone or tree that marks the boundary of land or something that's, like, letting you know your locality so that you might think about, like, okay, like different trails that people used to take when they had to walk places, and they'd be like, look, there's that big-ass rock. We're finally halfway there. (laughs) So, yeah, some people think about that as a landmark. I definitely kind of went with the first thing I said, where it's like, oh, like it's unusual, like high historic interest or aesthetic, like that could be man-made, something that has a lot of uh, weight to it and people go visit to see. And we're thinking U.S. Yeah. Yep. Great. Great breakdown. All right. Well, and we have our order. Dylan will be leading us off, followed by Dustin, myself, and then Matt will have the wraparound. Let's get into this. Round one. Oh, man. Okay. So this is going to be really difficult. I think, okay, uh, number one has to be, this is so tough. I'm torn between three for number one. Number one for, like, if we're talking about historic site and importance, 
uh, to American history has to be Cahokia Mounds. Okay, I chose. So Cahokia Mounds, if you don't know what Cahokia Mounds is, uh, it's located in... Lay it down. (laughs) In East St. Louis. Uh, It's the site of a pre-Columbian, which means before Columbus came to the Americas, Native American city and civilization called the Mississippian culture. Um, And it was huge. It was bigger, like, at that time, which was 1050 to 1350. Actually a bigger city than London at the time. Yep. Um, Really... I, I just don't think many people know about it. And you can go there, uh, visit the uh, what's called Monk's Mound. It's the largest of the mounds. Um, it's really, really big. It's about 100 feet tall, and it has a flight of stairs leading up it. Uh, you can see all around you, which is not that exciting because it's, you know, East St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> You're really selling this as the best landmark in all of America. <laughs> no, Dude, it's... Pick one round one. <laughs> yeah, pick one round one. Like, this is supposed to be the best one of all of them. And he's like, the site isn't too hot. No, it's super cool. It's just like, once you get to the top, it's, you know, I mean, the area is <laughs> Dylan, not that great. Dylan, I'll back you up. You're, maybe you're playing to me like an apples to apples or cards against humanity where you want that one judge. You like, I know how to get their vote. You're like going, definitely did a lot of American Indian, Native American, indigenous history in college. And you are right. Hella important. And there's a lot of these like old school history farts used to be hella racist. Some still are, but back in the day used to be like, Oh, there was barely any people here. Nope. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huge Incorrect. population, just gigantic. People want to just assuage their guilt for everything that happened mm-hmm. with land dispossession and colonization. But you're right. Huge. And then there's like, when you go up, up above, like some of the aerial shots, like they get pretty complex and those are huge ass mounds. Like when we're oh, saying yeah. mounds, like, like, you know how the pyramids took hell long where they'd be all these workers and they have to bring all these limestones. You're talking about like a massive amount of dirt where like they were carried in baskets, like baskets full of dirt. And the base, long ass the time. base of Monk's Mound is actually bigger than the Great Pyramid of Giza. And the mound itself, damn, um, it it's it's just huge. It's really big. I mean, and this is a super complex society. Not many people study it. Or, or know about it because you don't learn about it in regular history class. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just shows, like, Native Americans had complex society here. So, uh, fuck off, eugenics <laughs> movement, or uh, racists, or whoever out there. Yeah, fuck this Eurocentric y'all. bullshit. <laughs> fuck, fuck you fuck off. Yes. And, and that's my first pick. Cool. Nice. Cahokia announce. All right. Well, that goes into my pick, the second pick overall. There's a couple in my mind. I think I might get criticized a little bit for taking this one above the other one in my head, but I'm going to go with the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. for uh, several reasons. One, it is very iconic. You'll see it all over in pictures. So when you go to uh, Washington, D.C., if you've never been, you know, there's the the mall. You hear it referred to all the time. There's hella shit there to go see. I mean, there's the Jefferson Memorial. There's the Korean War uh, Memorial. There's all these different sites to go to and you can do them all and you walk on this trail, but Lincoln Memorial is definitely like, I would say top on that list, iconic for several reasons. And there is one that I want to go to more in detail than the others. And what I really focused on was what historic moments flash through your head when you visit these sites and you just get the chills and you're thinking we're right around MLK day. Everyone knows I have a dream speech. 63, March on Washington's for mm-hmm. jobs and freedom. little economic class analysis thrown in there for y'all. Uh, but that was 
hella fucking people. Like million. True. I think it's like about a million people show up. March on Washington. Where does it end? Lincoln Memorial. There's tons of protests and activism since it is D.C. that will end at the Lincoln Memorial. So thinking about our country, right? And for me, I'm always fascinated the activism history of our country. What makes our country great? That protesting, all that kind of stuff, that challenge to make our society better because we do have a lot of skeletons in our closet. Ooh, a lot yeah. of skeletons. So I I just get the chills. I want to prop up, man, there's hella dope historical moments in the U.S. that happen, boom, right on Lincoln Memorial. That's awesome. Nice, nice. With my pick, I'm going to take the Golden Gate Bridge. Damn it. Ooh, nice. Damn it. That was on my list, too. Designed in 1917 by Joseph Strauss and constructed between 1933 and 1937. It opened in April of 1937. This thing is a beast. At opening, it was the longest and tallest suspension bridge in the world. It's 1.7 miles long, and it's 230-something meters high. I went meters because that's, I think of like track and it's like, holy shit, 200 meters up, 200 plus. It's pretty high. It's also a toll bridge, which I didn't know until I was looking into it and I was like, holy (laughs) shit, that's crazy. Yeah, so here's a little perspective, okay? 110,000 people drive across the bridge every day. Damn. Now there's only a toll going one direction. So think of it like the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. But if you think you go out there, you got to come back. Yeah, come back, yeah. Right? So the t- I thought the tolls were interesting. If you're in a carpool, it costs five thirty five. If you have the fast track sticker, like that's our good to go pass, mm-hmm. it costs seven thirty five. Jesus Christ! And if you're just paying Whoa. by plate, it's eight thirty five. Damn! One hundred ten thousand people, thirteen million people cross this bridge or like visit this bridge as a tourist attraction every year. It is one of the most recognized symbols in the U.S. And it has been declared one of the like modern wonders of the world. Yep. Wow. Can I yeah. can I tell you a little story about that? Yeah, go for it. I'll try to be a little quick. So I went to San Francisco with my mom junior year of high school to visit colleges. My sister got a very similar trip, so I got promised that. She's four years older. So I was like, hell yeah, where can I get the most bang for my buck and see the most schools? Well, Bay Area, hell of schools. Went down there doing some sightseeing, just me and my mom, and... Uh, we go, there's this like beach, this beach specifically I looked up and they're like, if you're going to get a picture of the Golden uh, Gate Bridge, you got to go here. The most picturesque, this is where all the photos are taken. The waves are crashing on the rocks. The bridge looks gigantic right above you. Beautiful. So we're walking down and it's a long ass walk. This is a long beach. And I'm just thinking, okay, okay. I know I'm set. I'm getting my fucking picture. <laughs> I really, okay, I'm on a mission. And all of a sudden, I start to look around and my mom's talking like, blah, 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 blah. And like slowly I'm just starting to get real distracted. And I interrupt her and I was like, mom, do you notice we're starting to be surrounded by a bunch of naked people? (laughs) Oh my God, you're right. And it was turning into a nude beach real quick, real quick. (laughs) And all of a sudden she looks at me and she's like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep going or you want to turn around? Like, well, really want my fucking picture okay i'm gonna keep going you know it's i'm just getting naked. that picture it's just naked people like it's not that it's not a bad thing that's only an old dong whatever <laughs> <laughs> they were they were predominantly older but you know i was like okay i don't mind too much like it's a little awkward because it's my mom but hey we all got bodies they're just naked people but i walked finally i'm at the spot i'm right underneath the rocks i'm looking at the bridge and i'm like yes my picture except what's in the picture 
one single man doing yoga on those rocks, naked, who's just taking his sweet fucking time. And I was just standing there like, oh, come on. Move like, your ass. Uh, <laughs> move your naked butt. I don't mind you being naked here, and I don't mind seeing naked people, but I don't want to have this in my photo album for years to come of that naked man at San Fran. <laughs> I just happened to take a picture. Also, who knows? Maybe he would have run at me and been like, you taking pictures? That's a no-no on nude beaches. Don't take pictures. So I could have gotten in trouble, but. Awkward as fuck. Hell of a story. Wow. Man, That's yeah. Hell of a story. Pretty wild. <laughs> Not what I expected. Yeah. I thought you were going to do a little more history. Like, yeah. nope. It became a, a national landmark <laughs> in 87. And no. <laughs> nope. If you know my mom and I, our relationship, Nude it was beaches. pretty awkward. We don't talk about anything like sexual related or genitalia, like any of that stuff. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awkward. You but know, hey, we went through it. That's funny. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, that bridge is, it's a weird place because something weird happened to me too. Not with Nude Beach, <laughs> but with that toll. I was driving my friends and I over to Napa Valley. You have to cross the bridge. And it, like, there's this turn you have to take to get off the bridge, but we didn't take it like two or three times. And we kept going back around over the bridge, looping around. So that toll got us like three times. Damn. <laughs> we were trying to go to Napa Valley to drink wine. No. Yeah. Man, are you sure you weren't drinking before? You yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, how much yeah. wine did you have? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Damn. Yeah, Golden Gate Bridge. First nice. pick. Sick. Yep. All right, I have a question for you all. What are the two most important documents in the United States history? Oh. Constitution, bro. And the Declaration. Where were those signed? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia, the Hall, Hall of Freedom. The- Wait. Independence Hall Independence in Hall. Oh. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That is my pick at the end of the nice. first round. Oh. Guess what? You don't have United States without those documents. And as to quote our favorite uh, pop culture icon, historical figure, Alexander Hamilton, that's the room where it happened. All right. <laughs> that's funny. Is that so, really a quote from him? Well, I mean, that's from the musical, but oh, oh, it's, yes, a, it's a musical number. The room where it happened. That's right. Uh, but anyway, I'm choosing Independence Hall. It's also the home of the Liberty Bell, one of the most iconic mm. American symbols in the entire country, in our entire just pop culture. Uh, Independence Hall, of course, also it's, it's one of the rare buildings that's even on currency, right? The back of the $100 bill, you have Independence Hall there. Same thing with Lincoln Memorial on the $5 mm-hmm. bill. Um, yeah, it's just, it is literally kind of the birth home of the United States. So if you're talking about landmarks, that one's kind of important. So that's going to be my first round pick. That's the first round Dope. pick. Nice. That was, dang, I didn't, I didn't expect Independence Hall to go first round like that. Nice job, everybody. Give me the facts. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's fact time. We're sending it over to Matty S for some fact time. That's right. It's Matt facts time, y'all. So, I have a trivia question for you, and then I have a little bit of just kind of interesting information about one in U.S. landmark in particular. We're talking about the Washington Monument, the very famous obelisk based off of Egyptian architecture that rests across the reflecting pool from the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. First of all, how tall do you think that structure is, the Washington Monument? 300 feet. 200. Wait. Nah. <laughs> Uh, Don't doubt yourself. I guess I'm stuck now. 200. 300, 200. Fuck. I don't know how tall it is, but I know that it's the tallest thing in D.C. by law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Um, Maybe like uh, maybe like 280 meters. Or Actually, 
It's well, I don't know what the conversion meters, meters is. Shit dude, I dude, I do <laughs> what the America fuck? is out of out of sync well, with the what, world. What's the conversion? Is that like something like six hundred plus feet, something like that? I don't know. Tell me what it is. Outrage. Anyway, the answer is five hundred and fifty five feet oh, five man. and one eighth inches. Wow, that's a lot taller than I had thought. And yeah, the, the interesting thing is like when it's completed, it's actually the tallest building in the world when it's completed how, in eighteen eighty four. Uh five hundred and fifty five feet. Wow. Five hundred and fifty five. Wow. 169 meters. Mm. Nice. But anyway, so you it is the tallest building in the world when it's completed in the 1800s. Also, the interesting note is that when you those who've been to Washington D.C., you can see the clear colored bands of the the marble that they construct it with. There are two different shades of marble. The reason behind that is that it's built in two different phases, and the Civil War interrupts the construction process. So they actually source the mar- marble from two different quarries. Because it's done by two different construction companies, one public, one private. Hence, that you see a clear, like, the hmm. beige tan color of the marble is very different at a certain point. It goes up one one half, and then the other half is a different color. So, there you go. Just a little interesting math That's fact for you about Washington That's Monument. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is this making everyone want to travel with us for? We're like, and look at that. Look at the two bands. You don't need a tour like, guide. You got us. And in yeah. 1963 <laughs> was the March on Washington. <laughs> us four would be fun to travel Yo, with. Yo, people who record these like headphone audio tours. Just listen to this. Yeah. Like, get at <laughs> yeah. us. Right. All right. Well, let's get back into the back into the draft. Round two. Matt, it's back to you. All right. With my pick in the second round, I'm going to something a little bit more modern and that i mean by that is i'm going to choose the kennedy space center in cape canaveral florida Ooh. all right the reason nice. behind this is that if you're talking about united states history united states culture united states achievements the space race and landing a man on the moon in 1969 is one of the most remarkable achievements not only in u.s history but in human history right the united states has been one of the leaders in technology and space exploration for going on over 50 years now. And that is all at, at one particular location. Doesn't matter if we're in the year 2021, everything goes in and out of Kennedy in Cape Canaveral, Florida. It is one of the most recognizable names, places, imagery, all those launch pads from Gemini all the way up to until modern day with the Mars rovers. You name it, it's coming out of Kennedy Space Center. Um, so that's going to be my pick. Nice. Kennedy Space Center. And it's coming back to me, and I feel like you left a, you left a a, a class S tier, on the board. I'm not I'm not going to dispute the Kennedy Space Center, but I think the Statue of Liberty. Damn, oh. I thought it was going to come back to me for that's, that one. That is like the symbol of America. Like people outside of our country, that's what they associate with. True, with America. Uh, built in 1886 on Liberty Island, it's 151 feet tall commemorates the centennial of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, and it was a gesture of friendship from France because they helped, they were the ones who constructed mm-hmm. it, and then it got shipped over here. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a symbol of welcoming immigrants into the U.S. and is listed as a World Heritage Site. Um, over 12 million immigrants entered the U.S. like through the Statue of Liberty or like through that island where the statue is. It's iconic. Like also, if you, if you think of yeah. New York, like you think of that, the Empire State mm-hmm. Building, and what used to be the World Trade Centers, but 
Also, the interesting thing about it is that it's, it's made out of copper. So can yeah. you imagine what it must have looked like when it was brand spanking new? Oh, so yeah. baller. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> it looks amazing. Been beautiful. Right? And now because it's oxidized, now it's like that like that teal color. But, man, I would give I, I would give some good money, go back in time mm-hmm. and see that mm-hmm. bad boy when it's minted. Yeah, must be like a shining symbol of America. Oh, hell yeah. Liberty. Exactly. Yeah. Freedom. And anytime <laughs> someone points, like, starts spouting xenophobic shit, just point to the Statue of Liberty and be like, hey. What's that? What's that over there? It's freedom, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> America. You see that? That's 93 meters of straight up freedom. <laughs> 3.2 3. million people visit the Statue of Liberty every year. Holy Damn. shit. Yeah. I have not yeah. been, but I want to go. Me too. Let's go mm-hmm. together, Let's brother. Let's do it. It's been a monument since 1924, so it's almost going on 100 years of being a national monument. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's my second round pick. Dustin, back to you. Man, Ben, I think we're thinking similarly that when I said Lincoln Memorial and that other one that I was like, ooh, that's the other one. Let it sneak by. It it was the Statue (laughs) of Liberty. And I was like, right when you're like, there's one left. And I was like, I'm the next pick. I can't. It's almost (laughs) to me. Um, So with mine, uh, since I know I got the next wraparound coming up, um, hmm. trying to think, should I pick safe and go with something that I think will get taken or should I go with my heart I'm gonna go safer right now because I don't think Dylan's gonna pick it next I'm gonna go with the Hoover Dam so thinking nice. about nice that was on my list too landmark so I'm, I'm kind of thinking okay I'm gonna introduce a landmark that's uh, a scientific feat as well kind of like when Ben was mentioning the Golden Gate Bridge there's like some of these like man-made structures that are scientific like wonders they're marvels that they built it at that time mm-hmm. and very very impressive stuff Incredible feat of engineering built mm-hmm. around 30 miles east of the bright lights of Las Vegas. So that's right. You can always see it and then go gamble and lose all your money and have no way to get home because you didn't plan ahead. Something like that. Or get really drunk and have fun in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, but besides that, it, it was completed in 1935. Saved the surrounding farmlands from frequent flooding by the Colorado River. Uh, it did see, unfortunately, with a lot of big engineering feats, especially back in the day, oh, a death toll of 96 during its construction. Ugh. I know. But on a more brighter note, hey, <laughs> welcome to the 2021. Uh, there are thousands of tourists who always come by. Um, definitely one of those huge landmarks, especially when you're going west of the Mississippi for that, you know, scientific marvel. Nice. I, I've been there, and it, it, it is like, visually striking it's just like mm-hmm. a wall of concrete that seemingly comes out of nowhere and it, yeah. it, it's pretty impressive with the cliff sides on mm-hmm. the side like very beautiful beautiful dam it's got like that art deco like 1930s like style how to much it. electricity mm-hmm. gets produced from it like all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. yeah and what's interesting about the concrete too is that it should actually become more stable over time yeah from what i've read which is pretty cool because oh, I thought like, oh, it'll just degrade over time, this huge expensive feat. But no, 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 no. It's actually going to become more stable over time. Isn't that crazy? Like it, it, this is a kind of a tangent, but thinking about like old school architecture and like technology was just built to last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like talking about, yeah, I mean, they sent a, a guy to the space in like a tin can in 1969. <laughs> and that thing was like rock solid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Craftsmanship back in the day was legit. It was. It was legit. All right, good job, Dustin. Yeah. Dylan, you got the final pick in the second round. Nice. So uh, for my, I was a little bit indecisive at first, but you know what? I came through with uh, Cahokia Mounds, and I'm proud of that because it shows like, hey, there was civilization here before we came here. Fuck yeah. Um, And, you know, 
the descendants of those people are still here today. Fuck yeah. Um, what I'm going for now is a little bit more localized uh, to American like culture, and that's Mark Twain Boyhood Home in Hannibal, Missouri. I took a uh, uh, trip there in grade school. I think it was the eighth grade. We took a trip to Hannibal, which is a little, um, it's a little tiny town with a, a pretty cool downtown with a bunch of tall brick buildings um, along the Mississippi River. It's a little steamboat town. And as you know, uh, Mark Twain, I mean, he's really the father of of the American voice, like uh, literature um, voice. Uh, he he <laughs> He's so iconic, this guy. Uh, Mark Twain's not even his real name, by the way. Samuel Clemens is his real name. He, went, he had so many professions. He was a typesetter. He was a journalist, a miner, a novelist, a failed entrepreneur, and of course, riverboat captain. Which is, I I I would love to be a riverboat captain. It seems like such a cool profession, <laughs> like going up and down the Mississippi. Oh, I would love it. Um, Clemens gained fame worldwide amongst literary circles, common folk, and royalty alike. I mean, this guy, like he, everyone loved him. Um, uh, he also gained, lost, and regained a fortune. Um, interesting note, Clemens was born shortly after an appearance of Halley's Comet and he predicted that he would go out with it and he died the day after the comet made its closest approach to earth. Um, Clemens lived from 1835, 1910. Uh, and when I, just another little note, when I visited his boyhood home, uh, I learned how to correctly like scratch something out according to, to, uh, Mark Twain, you, you like do little circles across the word until it's gone. And that, for some reason, that stuck with me when, like, nothing else in school stuck with me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mark Twain, boyhood home, uh, literature icon. Also, nice. he was kind of a little bit woke. Yeah, he's a very much an anti-Spanish-American war proponent back in the day. <clears throat> I know that because I literally just taught that, like, yesterday. So, Ooh-hoo. there you go. Teachers. Yeah. And he made his black characters, like, not a, a caricature, not a, like, stereotype in his books, too. So... Yeah, Mark Twain. Nice. Mark Twain home with the last pick. And you know what that means? It is halftime, and today, going to do a deep dive with old Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So as we all know, us teachers here who specialize in social studies, history is extremely political. And what could be more political than public history? Public history is what we're talking about today with all these landmarks and and when you go there, you learn. There's plaques and all that shit. But a lot of work needs to be done. And so the deep dive I wanted to take was just focusing on the two main routes of work that, in my mind, are being done in the work of public history and really having an actual socially just public history in the United States that tells the true story. So on the one hand, this makes the news a lot more. You have the focus on removing a lot of problematic public history structures, Confederate monuments, or updating some of those signs. So if you go to like the Alamo and a lot of places, they've been known for a long time for having some really, really bad misinterpretations of history that just start to regurgitate all those myths and have some deep structural misconceptions. And like Dylan just said, they stick out to people because people go there when they're young. So this is important stuff. They learn it at a very young age and that's how those myths get created. So there's that route. That's very well known. That kind of is what makes the news a lot more. The second route is this route of trying to prop up these places 
and really, really recognize them that have gotten no attention, like zero attention in, in the news. And just thinking about how many important events when I try and look up like, oh, you know, really, really important uh, historic sites around this, there's just so little written about it. And I'll give a couple examples. So one, I did mention MLK earlier. If you look at Alabama, there are hella, hella fucking sites there that are just all about the civil rights movement, really cool stuff, important things to go to. But Mississippi, one state over, super important during that civil rights movement. 64, that's the summer when SNCC went down there, did a lot of voting rights stuff. That's also where Emmett Till was killed. And so thinking about Emmett Till, tons of activists from that era credit him and that event with what kind of what spurred them into becoming more politically conscious, more of an activist. Asada Shakur mentions it in her biography. Hell of people mention that because a lot of the big activists of that era were about Emmett Till's age when it happened, when it went down. And you'll read that in history books, right? That it sparked a lot. You know what's there? A sign. Just a sign. And that sign regularly gets shot up. There's literally bullet holes where they have to change it out. Mississippi has zero landmarks last time I checked on the national registry of historic uh, landmarks for like the same propping up uh, as Alabama does. They have a lot of like state recognized ones, but there's just tons of history in Mississippi. All these activists coming out of there. Some of the most brutal fights of the civil rights movement happening in Mississippi. Not a lot. How many of us in this room, or if you were to ask nine out of 10 people have been to Minidoka or Manzanar or any of the concentration camps that held Japanese and Japanese Americans? Very few. I'm watching Many Rivers Across with Henry Louis Gates Jr. on PBS, and he's standing in Louisiana talking about African-American history, and he's like, I'm standing on the ground of the largest slave market in Louisiana. There's nothing here. It's a highway. Now, I'm not saying you know we should celebrate those things because public history, you need to both celebrate the moments that you're proud of that form your national character and also reconcile and fully face the truth what is in your past that you need to come to terms with those skeletons in our closet that I mentioned. So those are like the two waves and this is super political and super important. Something for us to dive into and consider a lot more when we're talking about historic sites. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for that. That, that was like really informative. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Cause I hadn't, I didn't write any of that down before. <laughs> no, that seemed like you practiced <laughs> yeah. it. That was really good. I mean, yeah. I said it to Ben like a little earlier, but that was pretty much it. So I didn't know the structure of what I was going to say. That was good. Oh, yeah. Good thank, job. Yeah, thank you for that. Yep. Phew. We need to acknowledge <laughs> all of our history, not just the successful white points. Exactly. Super yes. true. Yeah. All right. Well, boom. That's that's going to that's gonna run us out of halftime. Let's do a quick recap. Dylan, you want to take us through the teams real quick? Uh, Sure. Um, okay. So I've got Cahokia Mounds and Mark Twain's Boyhood Home. Dustin... You had the Hoover Dam, and Dustin, what was your other pick? Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln Memorial. Ben had Golden Gate Bridge and Statue of Liberty, and Matt had uh, Liberty Hall and Kennedy Space Center, right? Or was that Washington Monument? Uh, Independence Hall and the Kennedy Space Center, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Independence Hall, that's right. All right, cool. All right, those are the recaps. Round three. Dylan, it's back to you for the third pick. Okay, so, you know, I started with Cahokia. I I went to Mark Twain. I'm going beer now, beer society. And I, I don't know, you may notice a theme with this one. I chose to stay close to Missouri yeah. simply <laughs> simply because I want to represent Missouri a little bit when I'm a bit embarrassed by it right now in the media. 
um, in a more positive light. So Anheuser-Busch Brewery nice. is my third pick. Nice. It's iconic. First of all, it's a beautiful brick building or series of buildings. And second of all, um, you know, what's more American than the world's largest, you know, beer company at one point uh, being founded by a German immigrant in the United States, right? And becoming a U.S. famous worldwide U.S. beer company. That is so American, you know? Um, so obviously located in St. Louis, Missouri, home of what used to be the largest brewing company in the world. Uh, that title now goes to AB InBev since they merged, um, which also side note, just merged with craft brew Alliance. Uh, so this brewery is not only a brick and mortar architectural masterpiece showcasing St. Louis's antiquity, but it also still operates and produces beer. Not only that, but you can take a tour and get two beers on your tour and check out the Clydesdales, uh, which are beautiful, beautiful uh, beasts, Love those of, Clydesdales. beasts of nature. Yeah, they're iconic uh, at the brewery. Um, here's some facts. Uh, Aldolfus, Aldolfus, Aldo, oh my gosh, sorry. Aldolfus Bush was the first American brewer to use pasteurization to keep beer fresh. The first to use mechanical refrigeration and refrigerated railroad cars, which he introduced in 1876, and the first to bottle beer extensively. Aldolfus mm. modeled his beer after a Pilsner variety in Budweiss, uh, trying to create a beer that could transcend regional tastes. His beer proved popular as Budweiser became the national beer brand of the U.S. and the king of beers internationally. There it is, Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Nice. St. Louis. Next time you're getting drunk, the thank you, Dolphus. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bud. <laughs> I don't actually like Budweiser so, though. But just, question: do, yeah. If you were to like tour the like the Bush Factory, will they give you beer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I, I would like to do that. Sometime. Yeah, you get two beers. That's now number one on my list of places to go. Sorry, Statue of Liberty. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> going to get some beer. Oh yeah, and it's so. I mean, it's so great, and uh, there's just so much other good beer in St. Louis too. Um, so I'd yeah. love to like catch a Cardinals game downtown St. Louis, check out the, the brewery scene, you know, it's mm -hmm. got the nice view of the arch. Sounds like a good time. Wait, yeah. you're going to, are you going to go to Dylan's site after the Cardinals game or before? Well, you, this would be like a, you make a, a couple days out of it. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta mix oh, it around. Okay. A I was bit. about to say, yeah. you are a brave man. You're going to be hammered coming out of that game. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, guys, 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 I know the next stop. Sugar hey, fire. We're going. My yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a one-stop shop. We're going to the brewery. We're going to sugar fire. We're yes. going everywhere on Dylan's uh -huh. list. Call back. Yeah. Nice. Anheuser-Busch. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have guessed it. Dustin, you're up. Okay, this, uh, the only one on my list that kind of deviates from the theme you'll see developing was Hoover Dam, but I had to pick it because of that scientific part of it. Uh, but you'll see the trend I'm going with. I'm going with uh, Ebenezer Church in Atlanta. Now, that's the church where MLK grew up going to. Um, his house is actually right down the street. And this is why, this is kind of like the SNES cheat code that Ben pulled out with that cartridge that you get all these different sites you get hella stuff by this <laughs> because MLK's childhood home down the road the MLK center where you can see his Nobel Peace Prize you can see hella shit all these different documents that they put together this gigantic museum all dedicated to him that is actually on the uh, national parks you know how they have like some historic or man-made sites a part of there that's on their list and it is very chilling uh, you go in there and I was actually listening. They were playing a a, a speech he gave, um, and it was right before he was assassinated. So it was for the sanitation 
workers' rights uh, that he was supporting in Tennessee. Uh, and yeah, it just chills. I mean, really, honestly, it's it's overwhelmingly powerful. Like, it's hard to describe, and it's definitely something that wouldn't usually be on my list. Where I'm not, I'm not super religious. I'm not against it. There's some beautiful religious structures, but a church doesn't always make my list of like places I have to go to. But definitely in Atlanta, you gotta go. And Atlanta too, that same area where I'm talking bang for your buck. So that used to be like the Black Wall Street of the South, where we talk a lot about Harlem in the North, in the Northeast, and then obviously Chicago in the Midwest. This was like that counterpart in the South. Atlanta was huge, tons of different um, black business people and different activists. And just, I mean, even still, like that city, it's it's really powerful, especially coming from the Pacific Northwest, where we have our own uh, black history in this area. Uh, but it's a little bit smaller demographically there. It's like, yeah, you really are in a, a city rich with African-American history, still predominantly a black city. And it is really, really powerful. Nice. Very nice. And now it's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deviating from my plan a little bit because there's just too many, there's too many options, there's mm-hmm. too many things to pick. Yeah. I feel like I got to bolster up my list a little. So I'm going to go with the U S Capitol. Smart. Ooh, nice. Smart. Like we're talking about old ass building and they started constructing it in 1793. Then it was completed the first time in 1800 and then it got burned partially <laughs> in 1814. <laughs> and then they built that shit back up. It's had some expansions. Last one was in 1962. Gets millions of visitors a year. They hold tours in it. The architecture in it is amazing. Like, it's beautiful, and the paintings, it's all styled after mm-hmm. Italian and Greek art, which is a call by, I mean, like, in the 1700s and early 1800s, that's what people gave a shit about. I mean, it's one of the symbols of our country. It's on the back of money, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's significant enough for crazy-ass people to want to go storm it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. I don't know what else more there is to say. In the beginning, it was used for religious use. Not anymore. It's it's a symbol. It's one of those symbols. Just like the other two picks I have, maybe you've caught the trend. American symbols. Mm-hmm. Capitol building. Also, the uh, those of you who have not, not been there, when you go into the rotunda and you look up, there's this really famous uh, fresco, of the painting up on the, the very ceiling of the dome, and it, it depicts... Washington as like a a deity as like Whoa. a god. He's like sitting in he's sitting in the clouds. He's got these flowing robes oh and he gosh. just looks like really just like like Zeus or something it's like so that. It's so dope. So wild. It's um, called the Apotheos of Washington. Yeah, like it, it's like very visually striking. It's like way the hell up there. Like you have to like really like pay attention for it. But also I little shout out to my own teaching practice. I, I point that out as in like how Americans view American history as infallible and whatnot and they treat like founding fathers like gods, but yet they have their own problems. And it's mm-hmm. like, eh. anyway, yeah. side note. Also, I wonder what Washington would have thought of that. You know, he probably would have hated it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he, he didn't want to be a king. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Side note, that neoclassical architecture that's like in the Capitol, that's in the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument. Uh, well, maybe that's more. Yeah, no, that's neoclassical. Um, amazing. I don't know. I love that neoclassical architecture style. I think we need to bring it back. Yeah, it's it's super clean. Yeah. It's it's, it's symmetrical. Yeah. Everything's just like nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. All right, Matt. All right. So to close out round number three, I'm going to go with another symbol in its own right. I think if you were to think about important symbols in the United States, particularly in the most famous one of 
probably arguably the most famous city in the world, New York City. Statue of Liberty is on there for sure. The other one that's on there, Empire State Building. Ooh, it's, nice. It's the classical Art Deco style. It's built in the Great, Great Depression era in 1930, completed in 1931. At the time of its completion, all the way up until 1970, when the World Trade Center is actually completed, it's the tallest building in the world. And then, as we know, with uh, obviously the, the World Trade Center getting destroyed in 2001, um, it reclaims that title as tallest building in New York until the world, the new Freedom Center is completed like a couple of years ago. So it, it, it's, and it's just clean, classical, iconic. King Kong climbs that shit. All right. <laughs> Talking about yes. old school. When you think about yes. New York, you think about a handful of things. Empire State Building them is one of them, right? Classic mm-hmm. Art Deco style, Depression era. You know, you've seen the, f- the photographs of the, the Depression era workers precariously perched on the beams to construct that thing. Like, it's just, it's a marvel that they made such a tall building with zero OSHA standards <laughs> yeah. or safety measures, anything. Yeah. Same thing with Golden Gate Bridge. Like, those guys are risking their lives for democracy and freedom. <laughs> and for the symbol <laughs> of for it. For the symbol of it, right? So I'm yeah. going to go with Empire State Building. Close us out the us three all had people die building ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard nice. uh, Buddy the Elf's dad works there, actually. He, yeah, exactly. And it's it's referenced in a lot of uh, pop culture. So there you go. King Kong, too. Nice. Great yeah, pick. Yeah. Great pick. Nice job. Well, that wraps up round three, which means... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take it to the chill lounge Ooh. Ooh, for yeah. a little bit of chilling with Dylan. Ooh, that was sweet. That's sweet smooth as vibes. fuck. It's about to get even sweeter. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to do just a little discussion about Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse. Um, so most of y'all have probably heard of Mount Rushmore. Maybe some of y'all have heard of Crazy Horse. Mount Rushmore. Uh, it, both, first of all, are located in Black Hills, South Dakota, um, which was, uh, well, it was Native American land, right? Um, so let's start with Mount Rushmore. Uh, takes up space in the Black Hills. This is a problem because of the Treaty of Fort Laramie in 1868 had granted the Black Hills to Lakota people in perpetuity. Uh, perpetuity. Uh, that means forever, y'all. Uh, but the U.S. took the area from the tribe after the Great Sioux War of 1876 and um, designed, uh, and, and mainly because also uh, people found gold there. Um, so, designed and completed by Gutson Borglum in 1925, the Mount Rushmore, it doesn't commemorate Native Americans on their sacred, sacred land, but instead upholds symbols of colonialism and imperialism in Native American history, if you look at it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, Borglum was a known KKK conspirator. Oh, shit. Not necessarily a member, but definitely a conspirator. Um, that is verified. Making his involvement with the monument particularly nefarious. Sketchy. Uh-huh. Oh, Uh, Mount Rushmore depicts the likenesses of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Theodore Roosevelt, uh, and Abraham Lincoln. The four presidents were chosen to represent the nation's birth, growth, and development and preservation, respectively. The idea was to promote growth and tourism in South Dakota, and it worked. The monument receives over 2 million visitors annually. It's no joke. Um, I mean, I have to admit, like, all four presidents, very important, obviously. Uh, the monument, very beautiful, but it is on sacred land. So on the other hand, we have Crazy Horse Memorial, a monument currently under construction since 1948 in Black Hills. 
Uh, it will depict the Oglala Lakota warrior Crazy Horse riding a horse and pointing to his tribal land. The memorial was commissioned by Henry Standing Bear, Lakota elder, to be sculpted by Korzak uh, Zilkowski, a Polish-American. Um, so this this is supposed to commemorate Native Americans, right? It's supposed to mm-hmm. honor them. However, it's problematic. Um, and here's why. So Zilkowski's family currently controls the nonprofit organization in charge of creating the memorial, um, not, not the local tribes. Um, so while the memorial commemorates Crazy Horse and Native Americans, it was built on their sacred land without the, the permission of Crazy Horse's family or the Lakota, right? It was given, uh, they were given permission by one elder. Mm. <clears throat> Furthermore, the mountain on which the memorial is being carved is seen as sacred, um, and the memorial as a desecration of Lakota land. Uh, all this has led to some opposition against the monument by Lakota peoples, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Uh, and it's it's going to be a beautiful monument. It's going to be bigger than Mount Rushmore. It's going to be epic. But um, you know, that's I think that's kind of going back to what Dustin was saying, right? It's important that we mm-hmm. examine monuments, mm-hmm. and also before we build them, really think hard about like what they mean and be intentional about how they are built and what kinds of messages that sends. Yeah. Hey yo. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Very well done. All right, well, Matt, you're closing us out. Round four. All right, round four. I think this is an incredible value pick that it's survived till round four, actually. I'm going to go with another Washington, D.C. landmark, the White House. Oh! <laughs> All right, because, again, if uh, there are a handful of things you think about when you think about the United States as international symbols of of everything from democracy, freedom, whatever adjective you want, patriotic adjective you want to toss in there. The White House is one of those historic landmarks that's symbolic all across the world, and particularly when you're talking about the United States, everybody knows the White House, right? It's where the chief executive, the president, lives. Every single president since John Adams has lived at the White House since 1800. And yes, the White House is uh, incredibly, it has a, its own complicated history like we've been talking about. It's built with enslaved people's mm-hmm. labor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's had a, t- a tumultuous history, right? You're talking about the British War of 1812, they burned that sucker down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it took so long to build. <laughs> they, uh, it's had, uh, I mean, talk about Truman saves it from collapse. It's like severely, by the time Truman's in office in the late 40s, early 50s, like that building is on like life support. All right. So he has to do a full fundamental like gutting of the building, mm-hmm. put in modern day construction techniques and steel supports because it's just fundamentally, I mean, at that point, it's 150 years old. So Damn. as you can imagine, it's very frail. Um, but everything, Think about some of how many iconic images and moments in history have occurred in or around the White House. When you're talking about JFK crawling under, I mean, little JFK Jr. crawling under JFK's desk, mm-hmm. how FDR himself builds that front panel of the Resolute desk to hide the wheelchair, and how Nixon had a bowling alley. I think that bowling alley is <laughs> still there, yes. right? FDR put in a pool, and now that's the modern-day press quarters. But TR builds the West Wing. I mean, the yeah. Oval Office, like everything in that building is iconic, symbolic, mm-hmm. and full of history. So that's going to be my fourth round pick. Can you White imagine House. how many presidents were losing their shit in there? Like, I have no <laughs> oh clue what to do. Everyone's looking at me, but I got no fucking clue what to do. This is stressful. I I'll need tell help. You, <laughs> one person who knew what to do, Lyndon B. Johnson, 
when he was ordering pants. LBJ. And he wanted <laughs> he wanted enough room in his pants for his knife and his bunghole. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this is a recorded conversation oh you could god. listen to, by the way. He's like talking on the phone to the pants guy. And uh to the pants guy, the, the pants tailor. Guy, yeah. The tailor, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that uh yeah. little vocab word of the day. Synonyms. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, White House. Nice. nice. White House. All right, well. I got the last pick. There's too many. There's just too many things on the board. We could do like a smaller version of these types of drafts because there's just too many significant places. Um, but I feel like I want to have one last spot that commemorates um, commemorates our our service members, servicemen and women. And I'm going to take Pearl Harbor and the USS Mo- USS the Arizona Memorial. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that I've been to. I've never been to Washington D.C., so I haven't been to the World War II National memorial or vietnam or korea those ones are all cool but i think pearl harbor and the arizona really hold us like a significant place as like that's a place where people actually lost their lives mm-hmm. like we didn't have service members dying in washington dc like the arizona sank with people stuck on it and they weren't rescued there's their bodies are still down there if they haven't already decomposed mm-hmm. And the memorial sits right above, like where the ship, or like the USS Arizona Memorial sits right above where the ship sank. Um, and then you get to walk on it, and it has all the names of the folks who are on there. But it's pretty powerful. When you go to Pearl Harbor, before you go out on the, like the ferry that takes you out there, they have you watch like a, yeah, like a video montage kind of thing of what happened. And it's, it's pretty significant. It's the only time we've had like war on, on our own home front. So, mm-hmm. I think that one is a solid fourth round steal. Nice. Pearl Ooh. Harbor, USS Arizona. That's yeah, great. if you if you're if you go there, you'll see like the oil still spills up to the surface yep. of Arizona yeah. itself. Whoa. And if you get a chance, you just go to um Ford Island, which is the airfield that's connected to Pearl Harbor, mm. and you can still like you can they'll take buses out there and there's a really cool uh aircraft museum, but you can still see the hangars and all the bolt holes from Japanese wow. like kamikaze fighters all throughout the tarmac, all throughout like the hangar doors and stuff. It same kind of thing. It's like wow. really visually striking. They also have another battleship that's there that you can take a tour of. I think it's the Missouri. Yeah, the Missouri, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's really cool too and they have a bunch of they used to have veterans who were on the Missouri giving the tours and now they're more like kind of second generation either family members or historians, but legit people give those tours and you can spend hours. I mean, and you're standing on the deck where where the Japanese signed the treaty to end yeah. the war. So Washington, D.C., a bevy of historic um, yeah. historic sites, but Pearl Harbor, for sure. There's a lot of, lot of stuff you can go and do and learn. Go do, see, and learn from there. So that's my fourth-round pick. Nice. Man, so USS Missouri, I think I know Dylan's fourth-round pick. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, I got it. I got my fourth round. Yes. Uh uh, so with my final pick, um, because I feel like I have some pretty established places, like I feel like I have some things on there that would make some lists. I'm going to go with a little bit more of the risky one, a little bit more of the local history, one that you might not think of right away, but I would strongly suggest looking it up and going out there. And Hey, guess what, gentlemen, you can all go out there because it's in our state. So I'm talking about. Daybreak Star Cultural Center. And the reason why I would put that on here is because of this little story about Bernie White Bear, all these people in our area, indigenous history. 
of the Pacific Northwest. So if you're thinking, okay, modern day indigenous activism, maybe you would pick Alcatraz. That's a good option because actually not only was it the prison, but it was taken over in 1969 by indigenous activists trying to protest John Trudell in there. Very, very famous. Matt, you're giving me a face. Am I wrong on my year? Oh, no. I was just trying to think of the... It's like the AIM, right? In the 70s. The AIM. Yeah, AIM, yeah, yeah. AIM, yeah. American yeah, Indian that, Movement. That's what I was just thinking of. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, really, really famous. That one gets a lot of love in the history books. If it's going to be mentioned, it's probably going to be that. There's a couple other examples as well. There's actually uh, the town or the area of Wounded Knee uh, that is going to be taken over in 72. So there's a lot of these examples of this indigenous act- activism trying to take over a place and turn them into all different kinds of things like cultural centers. They actually wanted to do that with Alcatraz, but they're all unsuccessful. They're famous. They made the news, but you know what the one, the single successful attempt in that era of retaking land by force, Fort Lawton, right in our backyard. Discovery Park. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So there are some clauses that show up in indigenous law and through some of the treaties. There's a lot of these clauses that will say, any unused federal land will revert back to the tribes. So people in our area who already were super uh, active around a lot of the fishing rights had fish-ins, uh, just like the sit-ins down in the south, but with this, with a lot of uh, fishing rights, a lot of people looked at those clauses and they're like, oh, shit, look at that. Fort Lawn's not being used right now. We want it. We want to turn it into a cultural center. We should have it. This event goes on so long, it would take me forever to tell it, so I'm not. But look it up. They actually stormed it, took it over, held it for a long-ass time. Uh, there's, like, like, a couple different, like, things that happen. I think they have to regroup and reset. But hell of fucking shit happened, and it's still there, and they still host events all the time. So if you're going to see it, go to it on, like, a big event. In August, they always have uh, a powwow out there. Um, I forget when in August, but it's the same time every year. I would go out there for an event like that. But a little bit of local history for you. Nice. Dope. That's awesome. So Fort Lawton is, uh, is Daybreak Cultural Center, Daybreak Star, but it used to be called Fort Lawton. Nice. All right, Big D. Okay. Uh, once again, I'm torn. I'm torn between uh, a place of, of like enormous impact on our culture in the U.S., which we still have not recovered from, or a, a feat of engineering. I think I'm going to go with cultural impact um, just to follow up with what Dustin was going with. So, and no one's going to, probably no one has heard of this. Uh, I'm doing Fieldhouse in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, so built in 1845 of one, one of St. Louis's famous row houses. Uh, St. Louis has a lot of really cool old architecture because it was a French city initially. Um, uh, Fieldhouse uh, is the home of Roswell Field, the, was the home of Roswell Field, the attorney who formulated the legal strategy that placed slave Dred Scott's lawsuit for freedom before the Supreme Court. Um, in Scott v. Stanford, one of the most controversial cases of the 19th century, Supreme Court Justice uh, Roger B. Taney declared that no slave could be a U.S. citizen and that the Missouri Compromise of 1820, which abolished slavery in the territories, uh, not uh, controversial at all, by the way, was unconstitutional. The 1857 decision widened the political gap between the North and the South and helped precipitate the Civil War. Um, this, I mean, obvious, it's it's just, it's a really cool house because of its cultural, uh, societal, I guess, import, 
you know, to the U.S., um, but also because of its architecture. It's really it's um, it's a nice old house to visit. Uh, I will say this that I mean, the Civil War is probably one of the most defining features of our nation. I mean, we're still de- still dealing with its consequences today mm-hmm. and, and the failed reconstruction attempts um, of our country. Um, so Fieldhouse. Yeah, that's that's my fourth round pick. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. That's the fourth round. We're done, but we're not done yet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all y'all listening out there, we're adding a new segment to the show just so that people can make their case. That's right. It's called mm-hmm. Make Your Case. We're going to give, well, I'm going to give everyone 90 seconds to pitch why you should get on the social media handles and vote for their team as the best. And maybe they'll be saying why the other teams are not as good as the, as as good as um, their team. So 90 seconds will go on the clock. You'll hear a deet, and then <laughs> you'll have 90 seconds. There'll be a three-second countdown towards the end, so you'll be aware. But if you want to cut your time short, just say so. We're going to do this in the same order that we drafted, and this will also give you an opportunity to be refreshed on our teams. So, Dylan, you're going to start us off. All right. Oh, Shit, that's it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Okay. Uh, Yo, I've got it all, folks. I've got pre-Columbian Native American history. I have uh, U.S. uh, literature history. Okay. Uh, The voice of America, if you will, uh, or one of the voices. I have U.S. beer history. And I have U.S. Civil War history. And my my draft team is all encompassing. Okay, it is omnipotent uh, and omniscient. <laughs> so vote for me, Mark Twain over here. <laughs> <laughs> what are those words? Teach? <laughs> I'm not in English class. I don't know what that means. Hold up, hold up. So wait, are you are you done? You finishing up your time? You only want to talk about your team? Oh, should I talk about other teams? If you want to talk shit, this is your time to talk shit. Uh, I think that. Uh, Golden Gate Bridge toll is overrated. That's that's it. <laughs> if I gotta pay to drive on that monument, uh-uh. I drank too much wine when I went across it. Memories. Okay, well, I think that's all you want to say. That's the it. That's toll it. bridges suck. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dustin. Okay. So you should vote for my team because not only does it have range geographically. You might just be in the West, down in the Southwest, and see the Hoover Dam in the Pacific Northwest, on the East Coast in D.C., or down in Atlanta, whatever region. You could probably get to my picks by car. They're also going to totally reconceptualize U.S. history for you. Your mind will be blown. <laughs> you're going to see some shit. If you looked at some of these other landmarks, while they're amazing, you're going to be like, wow, that's really cool. You've seen so many pictures of them, you're going to be like, for some of them, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is cool. I can now say I saw it. I got my picture. But with mine, you're going to be reading some plaques, learning some shit, and all walking away with a totally new idea of the most important events in U.S. history. And on top of that, uh, thinking about some of these, there are some scientific, like, wow, Hoover Dam, quite stunning. Uh, Lincoln Memorial, beautiful architecture thinking about just the buildings in addition to the history. I'm not going to talk too much shit about the other teams, actually, because I like all everyone's team. 
I want to go to every single place on everyone's team. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> hey, yeah, you're shaking your head. This is not the okay. If it was another category, I would talk shit. Perfect. <laughs> and then there's me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be the piece of shit who talks shit because <laughs> that's who I am. Ladies and gentlemen, my team is the Golden Gate Bridge, the Statue of Liberty, the U.S. Capitol, and Pearl Harbor USS Arizona Memorial. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the symbols of America. The Golden Gate Bridge is the symbol of the West. The Statue of Liberty is the symbol of freedom, and the U.S. Capitol is the symbol of democracy. That's America, baby. And Pearl Harbor, that is, that's the symbol of what we've given up and what people have fought for, like what... How far people have been willing to go to preserve those freedoms. The other teams aren't bad. Oh. <laughs> Dylan's team has mounds of dirt that you can go stand on. <laughs> and a house. A house that a, a famous writer lived in, yes, but it's a freaking house. A brewery of a beer that most people just drink because it's there at the Super Bowl party they're at. And a field house. I can't talk much shit about that because I don't know much about it other than what you told us. Lincoln Memorial kicks ass. Hoover Dam. Fucked up salmon runs. Ebenezer Church. It's a church with, it's about the story. It's not about the actual, like, structure of it. So, you be the pick on that one. I'm going for big, big structures. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going for the things that stand out. The things that you want to see. The things that you remember on your deathbed, like, oh, damn, the Statue of Liberty. I mean, the amount of the immigrants that passed through there, and that was the symbol for them. I don't know. I think that's important. Matt, I don't have enough time to talk shit against you. (laughs) (laughs) Go me. All right. Matt, you ready? I am ready. All right. So to recap for the audience here, I have the birthplace of America, Independence Hall, Philadelphia, PA. I've got the birthplace of American scientific ingenuity in Kennedy Space Center, Cape Canaveral, Florida. I have... Okay. I've got one of the most iconic symbols in the Italian United States. We're talking about the Empire State Building, the Great Depression era, Art Deco style. When you go to New York, it's on your list. And my final pick. All right. I've got, again, one of the most important symbols in the entire world when you think about the United States. The White House. The president. The leader of the free world. All right. That is iconic. I'm not going to talk too much shit. There is some shit to say. Uh... Dylan, I don't even think you have the most important Civil War monument. You could have gone to Appomattox Courthouse. That's way more important. I'm sorry, but that's true. All right. Uh, Dustin, you have a Pacific Northwest landmark. It's cool. But if you're asking anybody who's coming to Seattle region, they're going to want to go to the Space Needle. Let's just be honest. I don't have too much shit to say about Ben's because it's right, pretty damn baby. good. Uh, uh. But anyway, I think I, have, I just have iconic symbols. When you're talking about culture, history, technology, you name it, I got it. Done. He's got it. That's wow. time. Hell yeah. Throwing heat. Yeah. And, well, shit, we've made our cases. Y'all get on the social media handles. All y'all fellas, you each run one social media handle. Tell us your handles this way. Dustin, what's yours? What's the one that you Instagram. run? Instagram. And how do people follow? Like, where do they go? Oh. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> We're doing social at, media plugs right now. We just At Mountain Draft War. Sorry. It's just like. The way you phrased it. Sorry, <laughs> Mount at Mount Draftmore at Instagram. What about you, D- Dylan? You need to search on Facebook Mount Draftmore Podcast. Is it, uh, you spell out Mount, yeah? Yeah, you spell out Mount and it's a page. Rockin'. And Matt? That's us at 
on Twitter at draft more, right? Because we want you to draft more. Go yeah. to one That's of those right. spots. You've been given the rub- rundown. We've made our cases to you, but now we're gonna we're gonna decide the studio winner. Studio winner. But that's all the time we're going to take for, for that. <laughs> we know, we know. Three, two, one. We're going to point at the person who we think wins. Ready? Three, two, one. Go. Oh, yeah. shit. Matty Ice. Yeah. Matty Ice gets three. Damn. I get the one. So, Matt, you will you will say your piece <laughs> first, and then the three of us will tell tell we'll, we'll give our piece on why we voted for you. All right. So, uh, as when I was making my case... The primary reason I voted for Ben uh, was the fact that I do believe, like, if you're talking about America, the way I pictured this draft is if I'm somebody coming to the United States for the first time, what's on my list of go-to places I want to see? And I think Ben kind of crossed that list off. If you're going to the West, Golden Gate Bridge, of course, it's iconic. Statue of Liberty, I mean, uh, New York symbology, I think Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, it's one-two, right? I'll acknowledge that I probably have number two when it comes to New York. But I think Statue of Liberty is obviously number one. The Capitol building, of course, it's it's Washington, D.C. You could power rank Washington, D.C. monuments, Capitol building, White House. Again, maybe it's 1A, 1B. You toss it up, whatever you want to choose there. Um, and then, again, as somebody who's been to the USS Arizona Memorial, it is powerful. It's very, very an emotional experience to go out there and to think uh, like you did. And then, gentlemen, you had great drafts. I just think that there were a couple picks there that in a region – or like a, with an event, I think you could have bumped it up. All right, when I'm talking about Appomattox Courthouse and the Civil War, or even Gettysburg, I mean that that itself probably would have been a little bit more powerful. And then again, it's just a matter of like if I'm somebody coming to Seattle region, I'm going to go to Space Needle. Like I I've worked at Space Needle. I don't think it's all that that impressive, honestly. But nevertheless, like I acknowledge that tourists love it. So there you go. Hell yeah! Well, nice. thanks for the vote. It's the only one I got. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Matt, I voted for you because I felt your team was the closest in inside of like what I was kind of trying to structure. Independence Hall, old school history. I love how you came out with, yo, Declaration of Independence. Um, Constitution. Yeah, Constitution. The Liberty Bell outside. Like, clutch, clutch. And I'm a sucker for national treasure. And yep. Independence Hall plays a pretty <laughs> significant part in that movie. So, Kennedy Space Center. I love space. I love alien conversation i love conspiracy conversation about russia's involvement with jfk right before he got assassinated and all that hype shit space center's a great pick empire state building king kong motherfucker king King kong Kong. hell yeah (laughs) there's no debate there i agree with you with statue of liberty empire state building like it either one can be right there and same white house and um capitol building white house yeah it's the white house it's beautiful Mm -hmm. beautiful all right Dustin, go for it. Well, clearly, I thought about this 100% different, which is actually kind of interesting because now I know something a little bit more about myself. Ben, you say you like big structures or something like that instead of like, and I was giving story. Well, I was thinking of the things that really stand out, the things that people are going to be able to connect with, even if they don't know the story behind it. It's like when you see when you see the Statue of Liberty, you don't necessarily have to know the story of it to like see it and know like, oh, that's like American freedom versus... The church, you have to know the story to know its significance. Yes. That, what I'm about to say was <laughs> Sorry. that is how I travel. These places nice. are powerful because of the stories mm-hmm. around them. Any place I go to, if I'm at the Statue of Liberty, 
Yeah, it's cool of a building, but I'm thinking instantly, like, that shit was stormed by Puerto Rican activists. That shit, Ellis Island, like the fact that you brought up Ellis Island. Matt got my vote because of the stories. White House alone. That was actually the one that sent me over because Ben took a lot that were on my list that I was going to go with, and I did have Statue of Liberty. But the White House, you just got me thinking, like, how much shit has happened yep. here? It's that weight of the of the ground that you are on is charged with all that history. It's that feeling that I get because I wasn't thinking tourists from around the world. Like, yeah, if like that's almost like if I'm thinking about where am I going to eat when I travel, I don't want to go where tourists go. If I want to see yeah. shit, like part of me is like I want to learn and I want to get into the shit that I know. And obviously, born and raised here nerd for u.s history so i that's how i structured my picks but matt got me with the stories of the white house how much shit has happened there So true the story i was like wow that's actually that right at the last minute it sent me over the edge i almost got ben and dylan i actually now want to go to st louis missouri because i'm like i got the spots (laughs) and you almost got my vote too because cahokia i was like that's a pretty gutsy first pick and i liked it it's it's really cool actually when you go there. They've got a great um like little museum that you can uh, donate. You can choose to donate uh or just walk in. Uh I would donate. Yeah. Dustin, are you done? Yes. Okay. I just want to say Matt got my vote because I want to go to space and I figured <laughs> either Kennedy Space Center can get me there or next closest thing is the Empire State Building. So, no, but uh seriously, Matt did capture me with his descriptions. Um Ben was a close second. Dustin, I I want to visit. Um, I don't know. I want to visit all these places. I haven't seen nearly enough of the country. So, um, yeah. But Matt, Matt captured me. Love Congratulations, it. Matt! You won Woo! today in the war room. First dub. Yeah, it's go. a good one. One more time. Will y'all go through the social media handles so that? Yeah. Yeah. So on Facebook, uh, search Mount Draftmore Podcast. Pa- uh, that's our page, and uh, you can vote there. True. I, on Twitter, we're at Draftmore. D R A T F. I mean, D R A F T M O R E. I can't spell. Draftmore. There you go. Nice. And the word is Mount Draftmore. <laughs> uh, can I have it in a sentence? Um, you Dopest should, podcast. <laughs> you should follow us on Instagram at Mount Draftmore. Spelled out, all lowercase, I believe. So M O U N T. Draft more. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You just were told everything. That's all we got for you now. We'll see you next week. Be safe out there, everybody.